Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. We've got problems here in the studio right now. What is our what is our producer doing? Genuinely, what is he doing? I'll tell you what he's doing. He is stu- That is there the sa- that is karma. That is karma. This is interesting. So basically our producer is playing around with a uh, tape measure. Yes. For some reason. And he's doing that thing where he's pulling it out and letting it slip back. And bizarrely enough, I warned our four-year-old daughter Thea about this the other week that if you muck around with them, it'll snap back and hurt your fingers, and that's just what happened to him. Uh, he has got a date uh, with a gentleman who is six foot tall, but he doesn't know whether six foot tall is too tall for him to go on a date uh, with said gentleman. So he is measuring out six foot on an extendable retractable tape measure and standing up to it to try and work out whether this is a goer. Fair play to him. He does his homework, doesn't he? <laughs> he does his homework. <laughs> if only he prepped the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Apologies if I'm yawning uh, at any point during the show today, uh, but I got woke up at around about 2.40 overnight this morning by my my daughter, a WhatsApp from her. Oh, that's scary when you get a middle-of-the-night WhatsApp from someone. Isn't it? I checked it pretty quickly and realised this wasn't a, a massive problem and I could go back to sleep. Oh, phew. She was on a night out and has rescued a seagull. Wow. Wow, what a, what a top-line bit of info about what, what it was in that WhatsApp message. So once I got up this morning, I got myself dressed and made breakfast and all that kind of thing, I thought, right, I better... Let's see, let's, let's see what's going on. So I got in touch... <laughs> They'd been out, her and some friends. Uh, they're in Bournemouth, so, you know, a lot of seagulls around. Just how things go on, a, on, a, on the south coast night and they, and they spot what looked like a seagull with an injured wing. Oh, no. And so they thought, well, we better take this home and look after it, and then we'll call some vets or the RSPCA in the morning. So they're in this taxi on the way home with a seagull and an injured wing. Wow. In a, in a cardboard box. They've woken up this morning... Tried to call the RSPCA uh, and vets and all this kind of stuff. No one wants the seagull. Why? Why won't they take the seagull? I mean, it's an animal that's in distress. No, avian flu apparently. Oh, oh no, avian flu, or haven't necessarily got the uh, the staff around to help. So, so now, bless her, they, they've got they've got a seagull with a broken wing at home, and she does not she does not know what to do with it. And you know, sometimes as a parent, you're like, oh, I've got advice for you. I don't know what to say. I wouldn't know to go, uh, where to go with that. I mean, because, you know, you get because those situations... They've, they've tried the things that I would say. RSPCA and, like, animal hospitals and stuff. Well, yeah, beyond that, I don't know what... I mean, there's no, like, home for seagulls, is there? No, you know, like, by no. the coast, where they can all kind of settle down and see out their final years. You can't drop them off there. We have suggested go and get it some fish and chips for dinner. At least that'll make it happy. What, in terms of give it a best life, what life it's got left? Because I don't think it's probably got long left, one way or the other. I don't want to tell her that, but yeah. So we're, like, a fork in the road moment here, either give it an amazing, brilliant rest of its life uh, and make it a pet of yours or find somewhere for it to go. I don't think you can have a pet seagull. What a nightmare. Joined on the phone by my daughter, Caitlin, uh, who is uh, currently the keeper of this sickly seagull. Uh, Kate, what is the latest? Um, so Gillian's just chilling in a box. Gillian? Gillian, yeah, that's his name. We named him. You've named him Gillian. Yeah. Where's that? Where's Gillian come? I've never heard that name uh, before. Well, I think kind of because he's girl, Gil, girl, Gil, girl. Mm. Uh, no, that's 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 a stretch. <laughs> so you uh, tell us who you have called to try and get the right help for the seagull. I'm not going to call it Gillian. He refuses to name it. <laughs> we tried calling the RSPCA, the RSPB, I think, and then some of the vets in the area, but. They're all very reluctant to take him in because seagulls carry avian flu. Okay. And he 
might have it, but we don't know. And then, obviously, uh, you got Richie, your father, got the message in the middle of the night. Obviously, now this is you know, this is home time, this is the afternoon, tea time. What's happened to uh, Gilliam, uh, the, the gull, in the meantime? And what's he been doing? Well, my friend is studying animal welfare at uni, so she was able to give him, like, a quick lick over. Oh, wow. And we came to the conclusion that he has a broken wing. Right. Um, so we had to scavenge for a box to take him home in. Um, and we finally found one round the back of a shop that had been thrown in a recycling bin. Treat him good. So, sorry, yeah, at 2.40 this morning, you were scavenging around Bournemouth Town Centre for a cardboard box <laughs> with a seagull with a broken wing. <laughs> right. <okay. laughs> and then, like, have you been, like, obviously today's is, like, in your digs or whatever. Oh, it's a proper dad phrase, that, <laughs> student digs. <laughs> Uh, but, like, what have you been doing with him? You've been, like, letting him out in the garden or feeding him stuff or what? Um, so we've been checking on him every 20 minutes. We've been doing it in rounds um, between us three friends and have been going out and checking on him, feeding him and giving him water. We tried, a vari- like, a variation of foods. He's had some mealworms, he's had some bird feed, and then he's also had some McDonald's chips. <laughs> I think I know which ones seagulls prefer, <laughs> having yeah. grown up by the seaside myself. They're obsessed with them. Well, I'm satisfied that you have been trying to do your best for him and you've tried to get the right help, but hopefully uh, over the next 30 minutes yes. we can get some better help uh, from the Home Time listeners. So uh, we will do our best for Gillian. Wonderful. I'm glad you called him by his name. Well, that's, and I tell you what, if the advice comes out that, you know, he's your new pet, are you ready to be a stay-at-home parent, Caitlin? Absolutely. Absolutely. Gillian will be my whole entire life. I don't recognise him. <laughs> I'm not having a grand girl. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, uh, someone says, Gillian, no vet would treat it as they're owned by the king. Um, no, I think the swans, they might have swans. Definitely. That's quite a poor piece of advice. <laughs> Thanks for that. Poor, poor bird knowledge. <laughs> uh, Nikki is in St. Ozil, which is uh, obviously another coastal area. Yeah. Uh, put a splint on his wing. We've done that in the past. When they've mended, we've released them. Yeah, surely you can, like, fix it. Like, you know, the men fix these, these broken, broken wings. wings. Mr. A, Mr. wouldn't have been wrong. It was a clue was in the song. Obviously, Mr. Mr. have done that before themselves. That's why they wrote a song about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Is it about a bird? Yeah, I think Probably so. Probably is, actually. Uh, Fletch is hanging on. Fletch, you got some advice? No, I just thought you should have called it Stephen or Gulliver. Ah. Stephen Seagull. There you go, see. Fletch, are you phoning in to offer to take the goal off uh, Richie's daughter's hands? They're so kind of you if you have. I'd love to, but we've just, in fact, finished the barbecue and there's nothing else I can do with it. That's oh, not Fletch, the spirit. That's Come not on. the spirit. Now, listen. Fletch, Fletch, Fletch. Look, this is the problem with the youth of today. The, oh, the one thing oh, that he... Ha- the one thing oh, that Fletch has made a valid point about is... Um, look, the, the, the name is a missed opportunity, but unfortunately, my daughter's 20. Stephen Seagal is not really a cultural reference point for her. She, she's, got, she's never watched Under Siege. <laughs> or two. <laughs> In all fairness, he is a bit rubbish anyway, isn't he? Hey. Hey. Well, he's, he's causing trouble today. He's controversial, this Fletch. <laughs> well, no, the other thing as well is instantly you thought I was going to take it to a barbecue and cook it. I was going to take it and have it, you know, let it have the time of its life. Oh, I don't quite believe that. No. We're going to let you go before you say anything else you regret, Fletch. <laughs> all right. Cheers, lad. Uh, three people trying to name the seagull versus one trying to help uh, for every message that comes in. People either really like seagulls yeah. or, or hate them. I feel like seagulls haven't got a great PR. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it says here, if you're naming it after a faintly nautical theme, I think you mean Gilligan after Gilligan's Island, which was a very popular sitcom. I feel like um, Caitlin hasn't helped herself with this name. It's getting more has. attention than his actual survival. I agree, yeah. Uh, this text says, keep it in the bathroom with a few inches of 
of uh, water in the bath so he can float about. Feed it fish, frozen sprats, defrost and put in a few bath worms and have a box with a towel in for a bed. What's a bath worm? I don't know, but I'm not sure I want it in my bath. Um, Eva's <laughs> hanging on. Uh, you, you've got some advice for us, Eva? Yeah, I had a friend that was, um, you know, they used to get to India and all that, and it was quite spiritual, and they found this blackbird with a broken wing, right. and they took it back. and they Not from India, though, obviously. Garden. I don't know the, the finer details, but I love blackbirds, you see, and they told me, they said, I rescued one of them once. I said, did you? They said, yeah, I had, like, a, a damaged wing, and I said, what happened? So we kept it in the back garden, and um, after a while, they took the bird out and it, and it was too scared and it couldn't fly. So they put it back in the box, brought it back home, left it about another week or so, and then took it back down to the area again. And I said it attempted to at first, but couldn't. So they, they, they persevered a bit and yeah, it flew off. Wow. So wow. they actually properly healed it and put it back into the wild. This is what they said, that the wing eventually healed, yeah. You know, like when you're trying to get a bird to fly, if you've healed it, right? Let's yeah. imagine this for Caitlin with the, with the gull. Do you reckon they yeah. run along with it? Do you run along with it and then, you know, like you would do with like a kite? Or do you just hold it and then see if it's going to fly? I, I think you'd want to hold it. You reckon, or you don't want to run along with it? No. <laughs> <laughs> to get well, a bit of air under it? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the final details are. They put it down, you know, but like, that, like I say, it, the first attempt, the bird was having none of it. <laughs> having none of it. Well, I think there's some details that we can take out of this somewhere, Eva. Your, your well-meaning help is appreciated. Thank you. OK, thank you. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Darren in Trowbridge says, call it Baby Gull. Can you stop giving us names for this seagull, please? But thanks for getting involved. <laughs> but we have some great news, and it is really, really nice to be able to end the first hour of the show with a really positive news update. A lot of people have actually been giving us some numbers of, of rescue centres and organisations, one of which Caitlin has been able to call, and they are on their way round uh, to pick up Gilly and the Seagull. Uh, so it's all going to be OK? Yes, yes. It's going to be all right. Wings, wildlife in need, been running since the 90s in Bournemouth, and they are going to rehabilitate Gillian until his wings have flight again and he can fly off into the sunset and live his best life. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm not sure I can keep talking about this because I might start crying. This is the Daily Takeaway. The news story that we are leading with here on Absolute Radio today is that India is on the moon. Uh, India's Chandrayaan-3 became the first space mission to land near the South Pole on the moon. Apparently the weather's better down there. There must be difference, North and South Pole or whatever, do you think? I, I, I I'd, have, I'd have thought so, like... Yeah, Equator and everything. Yeah. Obviously, it's a science-based programme, this. <laughs> but fair play to them. It's a hell of an achievement. Uh, the attempt is India's third lunar mission. It comes days after Russia's unmanned Lunar 25 spa spacecraft span out of control and crashed into the moon. That's a shame, isn't it? Yes, isn't it? That's karma. But anyway, I was thinking, right, things were kind of... This is good. I like this. Because remember, like... Uh, again, this, is, this kind of plays into the whole problem I've got with science and everything. When we were kids, it was all like, you know, they're landing on the moon. We're going to be on the moon within 10 to 15 years, and that's just normal. And it hasn't kind of happened. Same kind of thing with robots. Robots are a bit disappointing. Uh, so it means maybe that we are heading towards kind of maybe populating the moon in the not-too-distant future. So with that in mind, I just want to ask you in this hour of home time, what kind of what should be the first thing that we build up there to make it more like make it better for humans or maybe colonize it a bit more? I'm thinking maybe something like uh, a 24-hour 
staffless gym that seems to pop up everywhere <laughs> at the moment. Or Costa Coffee. What, what should be the first thing that we build up there on the moon now that we're colonising it? The first thing that I would do, and I, I don't have any hesitation about this, all I hear about the planet Earth at the moment is electric cars of the future, but we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have enough charging points. So what I would do, first thing that I would do on the moon, put electric car charging points up there. Just loads of them in Everywhere. a line. Everywhere. So if we're going somewhere else... We've not got a shortage of places, places to charge our cars up. And then we can, we can live up to this this thing that we set ourselves. Exactly, yeah. I love that. Maybe Krispy Kreme, donut, drive through Oh, I'd love that. That'd be good as I well. That's a better idea than the electric car points. Luke says an Everton club shop. Maybe it's a new, you know, Martian contingent. We don't realise how bad we are at the moment, might buy stuff. And then actual spec savers have got in touch to say two words, space optometry. Oh. I don't know what it means, but yeah. <laughs> I like that. 8, 12, 15, keep them coming. Greg's after that long oh. journey, says someone. You know, like, um, I, I think this is a thing. Every Greg's in every area of the United Kingdom has got a different local delicacy. I, I, I believe so. Is, I think that is a thing. There's a there's a thing called Tottenham cake, which obviously I'm not going to like. <laughs> not going to have it in a million but years. I, I see that in all the local ones um, t- t- to me, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, there was. I'm sure there's one up in Scotland, which is some kind of like um, like a pasta bake type thing or whatever. But they could have a, a moon based one. As long as they've got a yum yum finger, I'll have that. Thank you. Oh, aye, that sounds good, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, Rocky Nelson from Blackburn says, as long as I don't see an alien walking around in a Man United top. Do you not like a yum yum? I do like yum yums, but I tell you what I don't like, and this is why I have to eat them with a knife and fork as I do with a donut. Yeah. I don't like it getting it on my hands or around my face. You know that feeling where you get like dusting and sugar of a donut around your face? It's awful. It's not around my face long enough, mate. It just goes straight down the gullet. What a fantastic mental image to have at this point in the evening. Let's move on and, and, and get more suggestions as to what we should build on the moon. Matt, what are you thinking? Toilet. We need toilets on the moon, especially what? for uh, stuff on the way. You've got to Mars, you need some stuff to go and take a poo. Okay, it's good that's the first thing that popped into your head. Why, <laughs> yeah, why, why toilet specifically, though? you got any stats for us, Matt? Uh, yeah, currently, uh, doing a bit of research, there's 96 bags of poo currently on the moon. 96 so, bags of poo? Yeah, quite I, a lot. I've just, um, I've just Googled this, and he's, he's right. Royal Museum in Greenwich say there are a total of 96 bags of human waste on the moon. Well, there's a follow-up song for Katie Melia. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So what, this is from previous, like, is that like um, um, Buzz Aldrin? Well, I'm confused. Yeah. This is what I'm worried about, because I thought we only landed there the once with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. They must have what had a eating? terrible diet on the way up. What were they having on the way over? <laughs> like Madras. That's, in, that's incredible. So um, you, you're absolutely right, then. That must be the first thing that we actually um, built. Uh, yeah, and then the charging stations to continue on the station, the... Mission. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're up there with the electric <laughs> electric charging voice. Thank you for including him. <laughs> no problem. It's all I ever want in life. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Jimmy had Matt on a bit earlier on saying, uh, could you believe that, that there are 96 bags of poo on mm-hmm. the moon uh, from previous missions? He was suggesting we build a toilet up there. Uh, Gavin Redding says, uh, there have been 12 people walking on the moon, four of them driving. That's Apollos 11 to 17. They've all landed on the moon. Uh, so that's 16 people. If you divide those 96 bags of poo between 16 people, that's six bags each. <laughs> Get an idea of just what they're doing up there. You think, I wonder what they're doing on the moon. They're just having a sit down. I do need to pick up on a detail in there. If all those missions have been driving once they've got up there, we need those electric charging points. Again, it comes back to the charging. It does. <laughs> More intel. Uh, Stu, what do you want to put up there? I'm putting up uh, Irish pubs. I just thought you'd see them everywhere, didn't you? 
Yeah, it's true. Everywhere you go, uh, there's yeah. always an Irish pub, isn't there? Yeah. Okay, so like with the, like uh, traditional Irish music and Guinness that is quite expensive, but you think, oh, well, it's yeah, the moon. love it, don't they? They do, don't they? Th- the thing is, I- I've got my bucket list to actually have a Guinness in Ireland because I've never been to Ireland. I know it's not oh. far away, but I've never been. <laughs> so I can't stand Guinness. Right. So, yeah, so like I'll take that off the bucket list, shall I? Yeah, no. <laughs> People do like a nice proper... Uh, I see a, a machine the other day they've invented to pour a proper pint of Guinness all right. in a pub. Well, and you, so, you, just, you don't like Guinness at all then, do you? No. What would you have then? You've gone into this pub stew, we're on the moon, what are you having? Oh, uh, I'd have a nice um, pint of cider. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like that, is it? all the way to the moon and he's having scrumpy apple. <laughs> That's it, yeah, a nice cloudy one. <laughs> Brilliant. Let's just let's just carry this uh, role play a little bit further. What are you having for your pub dinner once you get into this Irish pub on the moon? Oh, it's got to be a um, a burger. <laughs> an burger. He's an exotic chap, isn't he? He's an adventurous yeah. man. I, I, Stu would absolutely take a punt on a trip to the moon because he sounds very adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try these things, didn't you? Good advice, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Good to talk to you, Stu. Thanks a lot. The Daily Takeaway. Bushman Richie's Daily Takeaway. That's too tall to be six foot, though. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Obviously, we, we, we were, at the very beginning, we were talking about the fact that our producer, Adam, was uh, measuring out the height of someone he's going out on a date with to see whether the, the guy is too tall to date or not. Uh, we may, may as well find out what the answer is, then. What, what, what what's are you the thinking? verdict? I think the tape measure's broke. What do you mean the tape measures broke? They're saying that's six foot, but that's definitely not six foot. Some I live guess. measuring going on here. Let's have a look. Hold on. They're saying six, that's not six foot. Where does it say six foot? There. Just no, checking the tape measure. No, because then you're like. Richie is now being measured. It's saying you're five four, but you're not five four. I'm not five four. I'm five seven, definitely. You're not five seven because five seven's here, mate. Okay, so Richie not quite as tall as he first it's thought. Five four. I'm just over six foot, so I should be the height of this tape measure. Bit of measuring going on here. If you're just over six foot, you are the same height as the gentleman that Adem's going on a date with. Am I taking your... No, it's saying you're six five. He's never I'm six not five. six five. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, he's, just... Oh. <laughs> he's just walked into something and banged his head. Smacked his head on the camera like a frying pan from Tom and Jerry. You need to measure the height of that, mate. You won't get into it next time.